Ariara Gundri Rigari Zondorburi Erandri Gari Zrabusavarandri Bukundri Veriandri Rusavra Zindri Dridri Gush Karandore Yandramaharoto Rabaharakundri Zindri Budrava When the day of Pentecost came, they were all in one accord. But they didn't interpret their tongues. Why? Because everyone understood it. They spoke in their native languages, and 3,000 are added to their number that day, it is written. Uh, that'll be interesting tonight. It always is. In this realm of righteousness and wisdom that we're stepping into, in a greater maturity of the manifesting sons of God, a greater wine. He saves the best wine for last. It's crystal clear. The new wine now is crystal clear. Any other wine is a lower form. Remember, in the wilderness, which represents the earth, when they ate and drank what God provided yesterday, in years gone by, it was moldy, it was spoiled, it was bitter. You notice that? You have to drink your daily wine and your daily bread. Well, you eat the bread, but you can drink it too because it's liquid lightning. Amen, spider likes that one. All right. My cat's name is Spider. It's with a Y, not an I for... All the paranoid prophets watching that believe that spiders represent witchcraft. Not this one, buddy. And the Temple Glory Cat. We speak in the tongues of animals. Like Saint Patrick, who communicated with wolves and bears and knew the sun as a creature called the Mr. Sun. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Hallelujah. About to learn some things. There's a teaching going forth that will illuminate your mind. I had a yellow angel feather, which was the first time I've ever had a yellow angel feather. It was crystally. It was glistening. It was fresh out of the holy, innocent angel realm. And it was sandwiched between two CDs. Garden State and what the father calls pretty woman which is a pure soul which is a transfigured mind and senses for his will that's what he calls the woman of god or a pretty woman prophets that have been to heaven all agree the most beautiful person in heaven is eve and adam the first man and the first woman. I've heard that multiple, multiple times. And it's because there's nothing more beautiful than holiness. And your enemy is lust. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. All that is in the world, Apostle John calls it, is being incinerated out of your subconscious, unconscious, the dream realm, 
purifying your dreams, purifying your visions. People think, oh, I'm in the prophetic. I see dreams and I see visions. I don't need training. You're wrong. Elijah had the school of the prophets and before him, Samuel had the school of the prophets. As a prophet, if you are not in school, you're a false prophet automatically by the stubbornness of your pride. All the prophetic is the maturing of God's inspired word, God's inspired glory realm nature, and that inspiration has not come into full manifestation in the earth yet, so we need a maturing of Elijah in the school of Elijah, which is the river, and Samuel, which is the mature Elijah ministry. Samuel's a seer. The seer is the head of the body. It's all five senses glorified, practicing righteousness. You can have a seer gift and just see with your eyes. You can have a prophetic gifting and just know by intuition. But the seer, and this is what God the Father wants to produce in you, has all five senses glorified, operating in the liquid lightning will of the Father for the Father's pleasure all the time. Is it effortless? No, it's by your faith muscle. You need to develop a faith muscle. Unbelief is faith in darkness. Real faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's a muscle that you grow in. The Bible says, building up the body of Christ in the most holy faith until they're perfected in faith. Unity in faith of what? God's ability working through you at a much higher level that's no longer terrestrial, but celestial. No longer earthly, unspiritual, carnal, jambres, false wisdom, but true divine wisdom of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Psalms, Song of Solomon, and what's the wisdom literature? The Proverbs of the New Testament? James. James is the Proverbs of the New Testament. A servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered abroad among the Gentiles in dispersion. Greetings. Rejoice. I don't want to. Rejoice. You better rejoice out there. <laughs> okay, fine. Consider it wholly joyful. Oh, it's wholly joyful tonight. My brethren, glory. <laughs> you drink this crystal clear wine, your joy is on a different level. I tell you what. 2008 when we started this thing in the drunken glory movement I had no grid for this level of joy because our joy was in the earth our joy was drinking the blood of Jesus down below our joy was getting sanctified at where we were at which was earthly if you keep drinking guess what you keep going up and the wine changes the Bible says the wine always changes <laughs> Save the best wine for last, which means all throughout the different wines from heaven that you drink. And it's not that God changes, it's that your elevation changes, your purity in drinking changes, your mind in transfiguring changes. 
So when you ascend through drinking the cup of the new covenant, this cup is entirely different right now than what it was as I perceived it in 2008 or when I was born again in 1999. Is it the same blood? Same blood. Am I different? Completely different, unrecognizable. Spiritually, mentally, morally, physically, unrecognizable to my previous state because of a loyalty to this blood that changed me in different dimensions and elevations in the earthly. It completely reorientated me, moved me around from Whitefish to Minneapolis, from Teen Challenge to Bible College, to working the inner city streets as a missionary, to broadcasting. There were thousands and thousands of works that I had to do to be aligned with a higher wine. What does the woman say to Jesus? Turn the water into wine. He had to do a work. And what was his initial response? My time has not yet come. I'm not doing works, I'm resting. We're just resting in the Father. I'm enjoying an ecstasy right now, Mom. Don't bother me. The Father bothered him. She said, listen to your mom. He didn't. Sometimes he didn't. Notice later on, he didn't. Who is my mother who does the will of my Father in heaven? But Mary was spot on right there at the wedding at Canaan Galilee. His very first sign was the arch of his ministry turning water into wine which was the revealing of the cup of God the Father, now on earth, given to the nations. And who drinks it? They're drinking the will of the Father. And how did it come? Through his mom. How was it going to come? It comes through all kinds of stuff around you. It might come through the donkey, like Balaam's donkey. It might come through the bird on the wire. It might come from a license plate in the car next to you. It might come from your children or from kids. Even the rocks cry out. It might come from rocks. A tree might talk to you. A star might come down from heaven and talk to you. Test it. <laughs> and see if that star's from God. Star, did Jesus die on the cross and rise again? Praise the Lord, hallelujah, yes and amen. Oh, that's a glory star. That's an all star. That's a seven star. Because seven is obedience to the Father. And we are living in a time of perpetual, ever-increasing obedience to the Father. Most of you coming out of sloths and all of us coming out of different sins and deceptions and demon spirits. Most of you are just beginning to do the works of the Spirit. We got into soaking. We've had all the past revivals. Now we're learning how to function in the unction of the Holy One. You can't mature until you put it into practice. Elisha, to make sure that he had Elijah's mantle, had to do the works of Elijah. And he took his staff and struck the waters and the Jordan parted in half. And the city announced around Elisha, the God of Elijah is with Elisha. There was works that evidenced that the anointing had transferred from father to son. 
And that's what Elijah called Elijah, my father. And it was. In the school of Elijah, you have mothers and fathers of the genealogy of Christ. It's called real Christianity, the tree of life. That's why you can't even ascend in the roots of David unless you honor the mothers and fathers, the spirit of Elijah in the land to restore the children to the fathers. Plural. It's plural there. It's not God the Father. It's the apostolic and the prophetic fathers if you read the Bible. Which means if there isn't a culture or system of honor, and it's just dishonor and we're our own little club and it's about my ministry and my own, own little kingdom and my little brain, man, you're in the devil. You're in the devil unless you're in the lineage of the works of the prophets and apostles before you because that's all that's down here these men and women that obeyed and did the works of the spirit that obeyed and did the works of the lamb of god that obeyed and did the works of god the father what are the righteous garments of the saints people we love the book of revelation we probably cringe at this verse the acts of the saints are their white linen garments which means unless you're doing the works of the father you're not wearing the wedding garments and you're not allowed entrance into the marriage supper of the lamb unless you're doing the works of the father which is seven lightnings of liquid river of life in your cup and using it for the father's pleasure what is blasphemy using the things from God for the soul's pleasure, even for other souls, for human beings. That's what idolatry is, people. Idolatry is using the things of God for men and women. Everything that you receive from God is for God. Give God the glory. It is written. We glorify God. What did Jesus Christ say? The servant of God. He's, his name is in the Bible. He says, glorify your name, Father. And the voice came from heaven that said, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. What does that mean? That all the works of Jesus were pleasing to the name of God in the third heaven. That everything he'd received, seven spirits of God, all the giftings, words of knowledge, Nathaniel, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. Oh my gosh, open vision, word of knowledge. All the gifts were for what? For Jesus to grow a big ministry and be honored as the King of Israel and rule the world in power. <clears throat> to pleasure the Father, the exact opposite of most of what we've seen in Hora Babylon Christianity, that we think it's for ministry or even apostle pleasing which can be total foolishness if you don't please the Father. I know it's one, one thing to honor the apostles, and there's hardly any of that in the earth right now, so we need to do that. That hasn't happened in America yet. There's almost zero honor to the apostles, the real apostolic in the USA right now. There's a huge amount of honor in the buildings made by human hands, in the sheep sheds, but outside the four walls in the real kingdom age that's being pioneered now, Apostolic honor is unknown in the USA. That'll be pioneered. But because we're pioneering so ahead in this ministry, you need the teaching of how to honor the Father in the works of the Spirit and the works of Jesus Christ and not be a people pleaser even in a great apostleship like Red Letter Ministries. 
Because it's one thing to honor someone, but you need, in order to honor them, you need to know the Father. If you don't have an intimate relationship with union with God in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind, in your body, you can't even honor anybody because you're not in the honor system because you're not in the king's dominion. You're not in the kingdom of the Father, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Yahweh. Only in the kingdom is there the ability of honor. Outside the walls of the kingdom, outside the light of the kingdom, outside the liquid lightnings of God the Father, there's no honor out there. It's all brown-nosing, people-pleasing, suck-up anointing. It's nonsense. They pretend like it's a it's honor, but I tell you the truth. True honor flows like a river automatically out of the spirit, and it's effortless when you're in the fire of God. When you're purified, living from fire to fire, walking and ascending fiery steps, knowing the man of fire on Mount Zion, on the mountain of the Lord, honor comes automatically. And you can serve God on the mountain, doing what's right, building everyone's spirit up, everyone's soul up, everyone's mind up, everyone's bones and marrow up automatically when you're in union with God the Father on the mountain of the Lord in the kingdom because you're serving God's good pleasure. And every act, every word, every thought and intention of your spirit is for God the Father. See, that's what we seek, pure worship of the Father. Everything else will burn away. I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please God the Father in you if you'll make room for the glory, if you make room for the fire, if you empty your cup of self and worldliness and lust and pride and Jezebel and Belphegor and the demon gods of the heavens, the birds that fell and the demon gods of the earth, the beasts that roam and you, you totally annihilate them, then God can fill you if you're willing to get rid of the old system, which is birds and beasts, the Bible tells you. The old atmosphere, the old religious thinking, the old stinking thinking, the old charismatic witchcraft, the old sorcery of Kabbalah guising as charismatic Christianity, all the nonsense in Christianity. You have to completely circumcise it out of your hearts and your minds to walk in a stairway of righteousness into the new thing that God's doing today that he's never done before. Why? Because it's for a righteous generation. A generation that will practice what Enoch taught in his day and wrote down for us in our day for a far off and remote generation for when wickedness, cosmic birds, birds of the air, foul birds, and beasts, dimensional beasts, birds and beasts, which are demon, demons in the heavens and demons on the earth and demons under the earth, totally annihilated by a people practicing the will of God like liquid lightning. Out of our cups flows rivers of lightnings. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost on a much higher level. White dove Christianity is a lot greater than you could ever imagine. You begin to white, walk in white, wear white garments, purify your heart from lust and your eyes from false vision, from Horus, 
to seven eyes. What's that? Practicing the cross, crucifying the soul. True agape, without any counterfeit. And the cross gets bigger and bigger in your spirit, in your soul, in your brain, in your bones. And now you go higher. Why? Because you're carrying your cross, following him to where he went. He ascended. The same one who descended is also he who ascended to the highest heavens. It is written in the Bible. Now that is the way of the Lord. That is real Christianity. Ascending and descending. For he who ascended is also he who descended. And that descent is the baptism of death, which everyone needs, which is biblical Christianity. Philippians 4, if you don't have the baptism of Christ's death, just forget the possibility of resurrection. It will never happen to you because you're soulish and carnal and selfish and unwise. Death is the only way to find life, Jesus said, and all of his apostles said, like 200 times in the New Testament. No one finds their life unless they lose it, it is written. Amen? You cannot ascend unless you descend. So there is a descent. There's a crucifixion. There's a burial. There's a, a baptism of the cross. Is it painful? Only towards our pride. Is it struggle? Is it hard? Only towards our sin. And there's sin at a DNA level. There's sin in the bones and marrow. So sin is not just because you're doing overt acts of lust and, and pornography and sexual morality. All those things need to be circumcised out of your spirit, soul, mind, and strength. There is also sin in the DNA. A sinner is someone who just walks the earth and breathes oxygen. You need to walk the stairway of light and breathe glory, the breath of the Almighty and he shall slay them with the breath of his mouth. A sinner is not based on doing things wrong. More, it is more based on the elevation of their existence. Being a terrestrial being, a human being, is the definition of being a sinner. Okay? And it's not a condemnation. It's a revelation for intoxication and elevation of ascension in the pathway of light the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter until the full dawn of day. It is an upward circular path of lightnings and purifications and drinks of vials from angels that removes the vileness of the fallen angels. As you ascend, you get changed. If the lightnings ascend, their form is forever changed. It is the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ for those crucified with Christ. The children's bread, the healing of the nations is the cosmic tree of life. And you're only going to find it if you're totally crucified with Christ and your cross that he's given you. What he's told you to do, the acts of the Spirit of God, the acts of the Lamb of God, the acts of the Apostle of God in you, Jesus in you, Christ in you, the one who does the works. He's an apostle and he's in you. You're married to the Lamb in you. Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. So the seven spirits of God, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, is lifting your spirit, soul, mind up by your obedience in practicing the works of the Holy Spirit. You know the fifth book in the New Testament? It's called the works of the Holy Spirit, works of the apostles. They said, nope, that's a scribal error in Bible college. And it is. It's not the acts of the apostles. 
it's the acts of the Holy Ghost. And simply men that were so sanctified from their souls and their Jewish religion and their Jewish nationality that they became celestial divine beings of God's glory. For there is neither Hebrew nor Greek in Christ these men wrote. They were no longer human. They were no longer sinners. They became actual saints and did the works of the Holy Spirit. So must all of you, if you are to be real Christians, it is all about the cleanness of your garments, which is your actions. We say actions speak louder than words. Yeah, they do. But oftentimes those words are deep within our hearts, the thoughts of intentions of our heart. That's why you got to test everyone's hearts. Satan often comes out and they're exposed. Oh, give me a break. A righteous man falls seven times, which means the whole curse of the fall be exposed in all of you. And you just humble yourselves and get annihilated by the seven spirits of God through the seven interior castles of your soul. And you get over yourself, which is over your sinful nature, trying to be good in the soul, which is just pure goat wickedness, practicing satanic false Christianity every day. Now you have the seven spirits of God's grace for you, not against you, but to annihilate the entire works of the devil, which are religious acts of strange fire and selfishness that have the appearance of good, but the root of it is selfishness. Vain glory, it's called in scripture. Vanity, vanity, chasing after the wind, it's called in scripture. Foolishness, it's also called madness religion and soulish acts of the goat nature the older prodigal son of Luke 15 is the practicing of madness and you see it every day it's actually quite common it's very rare that you actually see true proverbs pure wisdom of God it's very rare to see wisdom at a level of God the Father's glory and purity and light and might and archangels and that cosmic purity that will purify you through and through so you're never blue because what God said is true wisdom has built her house she has hewn her seven pillars she has killed her beasts she has mixed her wine and she has prepared a feast during this time in the Holy Run. Amen. Amen. What's the killing of beast wisdom? Everything in you and around you that's terrestrial. DNA. Shadows you don't even know exist. Stuff in you you're afraid to apply lightning to slay it all. What's the Bible say? Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Slay me with lightnings. When I am weak, he is strong. His lightnings that slay me make me exceedingly weak in the Adamic nature and exceedingly strong in the Christian nature, the nature of Christ. So that Christ and his life is literally lived through you, it is written, when you're crucified in reality. And the life you now live is not your own, which means it's no longer human. 
It's now as divine as the transfigured Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth, at the right hand of the Father in the high heavens. And that dimension is being imparted into you. And what you do with it, obeying it and rising with it and bearing its fruit, going up into the high places and staying the narrow path, walking the stairway of light and righteousness in all purity, in all peace-loving, in all beast-hating, in all bird-catching. I got a fowler for you. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was absolutely terrible to the foul birds. That's the name for the higher class of demon gods in the celestial realm. They're called foul birds. It's written in Revelation, written all over the place you read the Bible. Going into wisdom, when the light of the sun of righteousness rises in your soul and the sun begins to pour out your face because you have such a pure soul, sanctified, purified from all unrighteousness, all darkness in you, you open the Bible, it's the, the word of God on a level God the Father reads it at. And that's how you need to read the Bible in this kind of light. You open that scripture now, you get the full interpretation from God the Father himself when there's a white sun pouring through your soul like Noah, a teacher of righteousness. For when he was born, the Bible says that he opened his eyes and light from the sun poured out of his eyes. It also says that in Revelation 4 and in Revelation 1, that his eyes, not Noah, Jesus Christ, shine how many suns? All of them, 150 billion, with flashing fire. What's flashing fire? Stars. Stars twinkle, 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 little star. You learned that in science class in the first grade. It's the flashing of the transfigured brain of Jesus with the power of all the seven lightnings of the book of Revelation. Seven lightnings is seven stars in his right hand. It's the stars and their hosts of Genesis 1, Commander-in-Chief Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and he's using it all for God the Father's pleasure. That's what makes him firstborn from amongst the dead. And if you're dead, it's because you're sunless. Psalms 23. You're in a valley and there's no sunshine in your soul. Let the sun of righteousness rise in your hearts with healing in his beams and wings. And just check that Gnostic demon at the door that says S-O-N. No, the Bible says S-U-N because you have natural biological life. And if you don't take your heart and your brain with you, you'll die horrible deaths even if you have perfect doctrine. It's absolute stupidity. Total madness that we reject spiritual science. That we reject the constellations of Job. That we reject the 12 star crown of Revelation 12. It's Gnosticism and it's religion at its highest degree of deception. That you could be a cosmic Gnostic and have no excellence of God the Father's lightnings in your heart, in your brain, in your soul, in your bones, in your marrow, and be stuck in the dirt like a mud man, like Adam and Eve kicked out of the garden, 6,000 year old sin. When all of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is available, if we obey the stairway of righteousness and do the righteous acts of Father God's will, 
How do we do God's will? You are filled with the river, and the river is the will of God, and the river has changed. It's an ever-increasing glory because it only comes through men and women. Out of your belly flows rivers. So the teaching changes the experience. Every generation had an ever-increasing wisdom. The wisdom of the ages is the prophets of the ages. Bob Jones says, no wisdom down here came to earth except through these men and women. Truth anyhow. Which means we are carrying the torch of the previous prophets and apostles at a higher level of power and glory, dominion, might, authority, and wisdom, and righteousness than ever before. The previous generation wasn't even allowed to enter these realms. Bob Jones said, Father, let me put the, my shoulder to that ark. He said, no, those that come after you will, Bob. You're just to prepare the leaders. And that's you, and that's me. And he prepared us. And so now we're here to carry the ark. Carrying the ark is not just the Old Testament gold box. You know why that box fell? God wanted out of the box. Let me out of the box of your own brain so he can be himself, not limiting himself to man's opinion about him, which is total madness. God wants his full lightning sword to be released when you get out of your belief systems, your dogma, your own doctrine of what you think is so sound, and start walking the stairway in the sky. Song of Solomon chapter 2, He has hidden me in the secret stairway of the sky, high above the curse. Why? Because of the white dove nature of the purity that I've chosen for my own heart and mind. And the total rejection of Eros and the total rejection of all the spirits of lust and the total rejection of all self-righteousness and pride of the religious fallen angels who deceive. And that rejection of wickedness of the fall and the lying tree of the knowledge of good and evil that tempts with serpent wisdom in the garden and it tempts the senses to gain entrance through pride and religion and Gnostic knowledge for brain instead of direct revelation for spirit. There's no resurrection power in the tree of knowledge. There's no life in it. There's no freedom in it. There's no transfigured glorified personality in it. They sit there for 10 years and they're just as dull in their senses as when they first went in that church. You need a prison break from the box of religion. You need to get out of your head in the last thing he said and obey with all your heart and rise in a new start rise from the dead by what doing the works of the holy spirit if you are not doing the works of the holy spirit you can't even take one step up the stairway of righteousness i tell you the truth this is what i did the last 23 years since i've been born again in 99 anything God asked me to do. Anything. Nothing too hard. Don't care if it's easy. Don't care if it's small. If he says brush your teeth, you brush your teeth. It's about obedience. Obedience is greater than sacrifice because obedience metamorphosizes you. That's why you obey the spirit and you do it in the company of others. I've always had prophets along the way every season of my life since I was born again. I was surrounded by apostles and prophets at Teen Challenge. Mighty men and women of God that really trained me in signs, wonders, and miracles. True story. Brother Earl Gilchrist, 
and also, what's his name? Rich Sherber. Bless his heart. Rich Sherber. Teen Challenge was really small back then. Only 55 guys, so I actually got to get discipled by Rich. It blew up after that, became a huge program. Nobody got discipled by Rich after that. I got freaking spoiled at Teen Challenge in a good way. Discipled by the best of the best of the Assemblies of God, and I know it, and I am so thankful. He gave me the best prophetic discipleship in Earl Gilchrist, former pimp and gangster from Omaha, Nebraska. He did 18 years in prison for manslaughter for killing one of his hoes, and the hoes' dad was a pastor. And the pastor came into him while he's doing his time and said, Earl, I forgive you. Instantly broke the darkness off of him. He started weeping in his jail cell. And for 18 years, that pastor come weekly and disciple Earl. As soon as Earl got out, he was so filled with the Holy Ghost, this Pentecostal man of God. He went into Bible college. He went and became a, a counselor. He actually ended up getting his doctorate. And he was the main guy that discipled me in Minnesota Teen Challenge. He'd already been out of it, out of prison for a while. But he was still, man, tough as nails. Woo! Brother Earl, break you off a little something-something. Yeah. Don't mess around with Brother Earl around. <laughs> he will break you off something-something. And it was such a loving disciplinarian. It reminded me of my natural dad, Brian Barthrop, a Marine Corps squad leader. Vietnam vet, but it was a glorified version of that intensity. And it was awesome discipline there. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't think a wrong thought. Brother was such a great prophet, he'd know what you're thinking in class. And he'd call on you in the midst of your immoral thinking and call and just bring it right out to the surface in love. He would walk up on the second floor in the men's building when I'd be three months old, six months old when the Lord already filled with the spirit already having angelic encounters, already transported into heaven, walking with Jesus in the clouds as just an infant in Christ. True story now. He'd walk up to the second floor, and I'm just a baby in Christ, having all these mystical experiences, and the physical manifest Shekinah glory of God would be emanating out of him like a white cloud. People that were screwing off in the second floor that are just getting out of prison time, jail time, or just trying to please someone back at home by going to rehab, quitting alcohol, quitting drugs, whatever, they would scurry like cockroaches to hide from the amount of light beaming out of Brother Earl. And I saw that as an infant in Christ. I had a grid for walking in bright Shekinah glory inside and out, and I saw the purity of his heart and the purity of his mind and the power and the authority that he walked in as a prophet of God in the first days as a believer. So my standard was extremely high. The standard was the glory realm from the first day I believed. And I'm so thankful for that standard, for anything below that standard is below God's will for your life. You are called to live in absolute perfect glory and light, and the spirit of glory will sustain you in these dimensions if you love God more than anything else. Will you be perfect? No stuff in you will love other stuff at times in your life. But you'll repent, you'll learn wisdom. Righteous man falls seven times, gets back up again. That's your testimony, that's what you've overcome. Blessed are the overcomers. They got a lot to overcome in their own flesh, in their own blood, in their own souls, and in their own spirits. 
and you will overcome because the word of God says so. Nine times, blessed are they who overcome and then here's the rewards. What are you overcoming? Lust of the eyes, how? White dove. Lust of the flesh, how? White dove. Pride of life, how? White dove. Holy Ghost, the only thing Jesus sent you at Pentecost was the Holy Ghost, the seven spirits of God. But I tell you the truth, you can't know him like they know him in the AG and walk in these dimensions like Apostle John or Enoch. Never gonna happen. You have to know the Holy Ghost as the seven spirits of God because it's working inside the earth. Revelation 5, 6, the seven spirits of God are sent out into all the earth, which means it's the purification of the inner man. It's in the earth. It's inside your flesh and blood where the seven spirits of God are working right now. And if you let him work and don't grieve him, resist him, quench him by loving sin and having secrets in your heart and all kinds of weird stuff that people get into that just destroys their souls. If you let him purify you from all unrighteousness and constantly change, rearrange anything that's pleasing or unpleasing to him, if you let the Holy Ghost as seven spirits of God be your Lord and master, you will find the secret stairway in the sky and you will ascend and you will become the children of the resurrection actually quite easily. It won't even be hard. It'll be easy and light. Because everything with the Holy Ghost is easy. What's not easy is with the unholy ghost. The Jasper, the Casper, <laughs> the Belphegor, the Jezebel, the Abaddon, the Ahab, all of these other spirits, the Leviathan, everything, the sirens of hell, the harpies of hell, the foul birds, the beasts of the field, the bulls of Bashan, all the creeping, crawling things, the serpent in the garden, all these other millions of spirits make it hard. You know why your life is hard? Because you got some of those spirits attached to you in different areas of your existence. And if you let the Holy Ghost be master and Lord and judge and judge that stuff and you trust him with your life and you get real with the Holy Ghost, you let them purify your hearts, your minds, your actions, your ways, your thoughts. You let them transform you and transfigure you on the inside and the inner man. So your inner man is just pure white dove light. Guess what? You'll always be promoted every season of your faith forever. The issue is you don't know the Holy Ghost that well. We need to. 2010, I believe it was. 2000, no, it had to be 2007. Yeah, because it was before we moved to the crack house in 2009. So it's 2008, Beach House, St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm at my computer, Sony Trinitron, old monitor. They barely had internet back then. This is like the dinosaur ages. And I remember watching a Bob Jones video in this condemned house where we're living as squatters. Because we were just launching out inner city missions and someone had donated a $20 car that the axle had fallen off and barely died previously. It was just wild, wild times. And I'm sitting there in front of this computer screen watching Bob Jones in the school of Bob Jones. That's where the spirit had me back then. And he's talking about 341 and the blank check. 
and all this wild, awesome prophetic stuff, and I'm just getting so whacked on the prophetic anointing. I mean, the sapphire wine is so thick, it's so drunk. I'm like blazed, blitz out of my mind. I mean, the only thing I can even compare it to, it's like you've just done a bunch of meth. But it's, it's not meth, it is the glory of God, and you're just totally fried on the glory. And it felt like that, head to toes. I mean, it was like sapphire lightnings through me in the school of Bob Jones, in the school of Elijah. And it was at this moment, guys, watching Bob Jones in this liquid lightning that he says, 341 is a blank check, ask me of anything and I'll give it to you. Holy Ghost possessed my head, had me look at the time over to my right. It's exactly 341 when Bob said it on the YouTube video. And the audible voice of God said, ask of me anything and I'll give it to you. And I said, oh man, I'm on the spot, you know, and I've, but I had the discipleship from Teen Challenge in Bible College to know I'm not smart enough to know what to ask for. So I just inwardly asked the Lord, what should I ask for? He said, ask for the seven spirits of God. So I said, I asked for the seven spirits of God. Woo! Best thing I could have ever asked for. The wisdom began to take over. The God inside mindedness began to take over. The transfiguration of my spirit began to take over. The rainbow inside my cloud, my inner man standing up as a pillar of light began to take over. All of the internal sanctification that I needed. And there was a lot. And I'm, there's still more going on today. And that work continued ever since then. But the seven spirits of God have been working in my spirit and soul. I know it's for every believer. What I asked for was not just for me and my success. That's insanity. That's madness. This is for the whole body of Christ to know the Holy Ghost as the seven spirits of God in their soul in seven interior castles and clean out those castles from every reptile, lizard, creeping, crawling thing, every slug, all the dampness, the dew, the mold, every leak of the soul, every area of lust, every hidden secret sin, every desire of the heart, anything known and unknown to be totally purified out of the seven interior castles. We're talking about getting lit up like a Christmas tree of life, of the cosmic tree of life in the mid heavens like seven lightnings ascending now by the seven spirits of God which I know are the roots of David into the cosmic tree of life. This is how you come out of the earthly in the path of righteousness into the heavenly by the seven spirits of God. It's knowing the Holy Ghost exactly as Jesus Christ of Nazareth knew the Holy Spirit. You must too. If you are to be his brothers and sisters in a weos, which means mature sonship relationship with governmental power and the white dove resting on your shoulder with lightnings in his body, lightnings in his wings, his underbelly coated in gold, his wings in silver. It's the lightnings of the Holy Spirit. This little white bird ain't like a dove out here in the realm of the natural, but he uses humble things to teach you. There's a gentleness, there's a kindness, there's a maturity in the white dove. You can't get more mature than the white dove. It's true. The white dove is the absolute pinnacle of apostolic maturity. There's nothing more mature that you can ever obtain in Christ than white dove. It's written in the Word. It's God. God. 
and it's God at a level this generation hasn't yet known. It's not White Dove in the Assemblies of God. It's not White Dove in the Glory Stream, and I love the Glory Stream. Those are my fathers and mothers. This is White Dove in the sun. This is the beams. This is the wings of the White Dove. I had an open vision of it two years ago. I saw the White Dove in the sun and all the souls of the nations, like the days of Noah, going up into the beams and wings of the White Dove in the throne of Jesus, in the sun, in the sky. There's a stairway in the sky. The God inside mindedness is to have the keys of David, the roots of David, like keys to go up into the heavens. That's why Bob Jones said, close your eyes, lift up your hands and breathe through your nose because the Holy Spirit will come right out of the kingdom inside you and lift you up spiritually, morally, mentally, and physically in your bones and marrow into higher elevations of light in the cosmos. And you will feel different. There'll be sunshine pouring out your face. His face glowed when he looked up physically into the heavens in Acts 7. Stephen with the glowing face. An external pressure called a natural Sanhedrin, a brood of vipers, weeping and gnashed their teeth, pressed his inner man into his outer man, and his inner man looked up through his outer man and saw Jesus through the second heavens like Jesus saw his father when he was walking the earth. He'd look up into the heavens and say, Father, raise her from the dead. Father, my time has come to glorify your name all the stuff of him looking physically with his physical eyes as a spirit being totally transfigured by doing the works and the will of the father he would look up with all of that in his inner man and he would see god through the stars it's called the path of the lightnings it's written in enoch and it's written in the book of revelation it's the path of righteousness written in proverbs this is actual wisdom in the white dove for the stars and their hosts were created by God, and God called them good. What was very good? Adam and Eve having dominion over stars and angelic hosts. Truth in here, Genesis 1, the foundation of all creation was the angelic and the stars that came before man, the angels and their stars. Genesis 1, the stars and their hosts, Hebrew word angels. So one-third left their posts, that's Kabbalah. That's the tree of knowledge, of cosmic knowledge, and the roots of the tree of knowledge on the earth. So there's a counterfeit tree in the garden from the one-third that fell. That's what the Bible says. The dragon's tail swept one-third of the stars. Now, the celestial tree of life is still there. Two-thirds obey. And that's actually the only stars up there. It's true. It's one once. One first. One once, one ones. It's whole. The tree of life is whole. It's true. The seven stars are whole. Seven stars in his right hand. Seven lightnings unsealed. Seven thunders unsealed. Seven bowls poured out. The prayers of the saints. Thirty-seven sevens in the book of Revelation. I googled it. Thirty-seven sevens. That's a lot of Father God. Notice there's a counterfeit. There's a seven-headed beast having ten crowns. Seven beasts, which is applying the divine to the flesh. That's Horror Babylon. That is religion. The rider of the seven-headed beast was the woman 
Jezebel, and those who practice carnal janes, which means poverty and stubborn pride, and jambres, which means worldly wisdom or religions. Janes and jambres. It's the carnality of the seven-headed beast. This wisdom is the seven spirits of God. Real wisdom. That wisdom is fallen angel deception. It's madness. Ecclesiastes calls it madness. You need to discern accurately the difference between divine wisdom and Ecclesiastes madness. If you don't discern the difference between the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, you'll be eating from the tree of knowledge just out of ignorance all the days of your life, perishing for lack of knowledge. It is written, we must live and not die. Let the dead bury the dead. Why were they dead? Because they're eating from the tree of wisdom of the world, jambres. They're eating from the tree of jambres. Truth, anyhow. They're eating from the tree of Janes. Pride and poverty. It's like a self-justification and a poverty mentality, a vow of poverty. It's a religious spirit. It's false holiness. You know what false holiness is that you see everywhere in earthly false Christianity? The sorcery of the Egyptian warlock, Janes. And we're at war against Janes in you. And we're at war against Jambres in you. And it's a good fight of faith for the sword of God the Father's love to surgically remove it out of you with anesthesia of crystal clear new wine. This is the best wine for last. It's the wine of the sons of God. It's the wine of the seven stars. It's the wine of the seven thunders. It's the wine of the seven lightnings of God the Father's will. He has saved the best for last. Why? Maturing. That's the only reason why. Because of maturing in all the wisdom of the prophets throughout the ages. Which is God's perspective and everything. Not Ahab's perspective. Not Jezebel's perspective. Elisha's perspective. Jehu's perspective. Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Daniel's perspective, Malachi's, Hosea's perspective, Moses's perspective, Jesus's perspective, Peter, James, John, and Potini's perspective, and the perspective of all the obedient saints of the ages, the generations of the tree of life on earth. And they have a say in all this because their words are still working and in a sense, they never died in this dimension, even though they're not here. Their word is here because their word is alive and active and energized because it's in the will of God the Father. That's why those who do the will of God the Father never die because there's no death in God. How do you get filled? Drink the river. The river is the liquid of the seven lightnings. We have known the river under the sun. It's a type of wisdom, but it's not enough wisdom to be called weos. You must know the river above the sun. Revelation 22, you read the Bible. Father God, then Jesus, then cosmos, then earth. And the river flows through the cosmos. That's the picture of Revelation 22 of the river. 
The river is the sap, the pitch of the tree of life. It flows directly through the center of the thrones of all the seven stars, which are 150 billion galaxies, 150 billion galaxies of stars that obey their orbit, that glorify God, that sing praises to Jesus Christ constantly in their beaming lights and their celestial hosts that are still at their posts. Because there'll be an angel to every star as you ascend. True story. There's an angel. Rebecca was telling me about the 12 ring Ophanim angel of the sun, the chariot of the sun. It's written in the Bible, it's written in Enoch. The sun has set her chariot in the sky. Psalms 19, the bridegroom's chambers. It's called the sun, S-U-N, in the sky, Psalms 19. Who can walk the skyway of the light of Jesus Christ into the sun? Clean hands, pure heart, hasn't lifted themselves up. No pride. The cross is the only thing lifting them up. And the power of the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, the only power working in their spirit, soul, mind, and bones and marrow. Any other power working in you, just forget it. You're a thief and a robber trying to get in outside the sheep gate. But if you are legitimate through the sheep gate, true sheep, which means he's your shepherd, which means the controller and the master of your mind, will, and emotions, your souls. If Jesus is actually the master of your soul, which means shepherd, then you are a sheep and are granted access in the path of righteousness into the sun to go on a chariot ride with the Ophanim, the angel of the sun. Amen. And be enthroned inside the 12 gates of the sun, the sun of righteousness, and therefore the sun of righteousness, the S-U-N, the white sun, not the black sun of Kabbalah, the white sun of righteousness, Malachi chapter 4, that will pour forth as the sun through your soul. The Bible says in Luke that Jesus' countenance became as lightning. And he was changed and his clothes were brighter than anyone could bleach. And his raiment was as lightning and as the sun pouring through his face. All these words written in the Bible. Religion doesn't teach you this stuff. But the teaching of the mysteries of righteousness of the archangels and the manifest sons of God will teach this to you for the next thousand years of the kingdom age. And we're here, predestined fourteen, to teach you wisdom and righteousness and the path of Enoch and the narrow path of the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ. You die in the earth. Oh yes, you do. We're crucified with Christ. But you don't stay in the earth in the resurrection. Luke chapter 20 says, They shall ascend into the heavenlies and become angel-like children of the resurrection. Therefore, they shall no longer die. This is how you overcome death. Practically, with wisdom, and how to apply it. Do the works of the Spirit. Do the works of the Lamb. Do the works of the Father. Stay faithful and true and obedient in the narrow way. Keep your heart pure, your mind pure, and don't lift yourself up. Don't get into any temptation. Don't let it seize you. If it does, go back to the narrow way and get washed in the liquid lightnings. Get cleansed. You might stray to the right in religion. You might stray to the left in rebellion and some kind of stupid sorcery, but you need to repent and you can't even stray in this day because there's so much power in these words to keep you in the narrow way. Most of you have maxed out sin. There's nothing left for you in those systems anyway. There's nothing even fascinating in those, those sins. Idolatry 
and vanity and all of the natural realm has lost its luster. And by the natural realm, I mean the realm of the dead. And the glory realm is all you seek. And the glory is far greater than you've ever known. And it's far more natural than your Gnosticism has ever known. It's in the stars. And it's in the secret pathway and the secret stairway in the sky. And it's in wisdom building her seven pillars in your spirit, in your soul, and in your heart, and in your brain, and in your bones. By constantly killing beasts and mixing wine, which means the wine gets purer the more beasts you kill in you and through you and around you each day by what? Wisdom. Proverbs 9. That is the key to lifting off of the earth into the heavenly, is allowing wisdom, rulership, mastership of your heart, the intentions of your heart, the pleasures of your life, everything that you seek in life needs to be dictated as a master. The Bible calls it Lord. It means Adonai. It means master. If wisdom is not your master, you're lost. Just forget any benefit in Christianity. Truth anyhow. Just forget it. You will have the path of destruction, the wide path of the animals that despise wisdom. The fools, she calls them in Proverbs 7. Who love the bed of Jezebel in Proverbs 7. And the temptations and the pleasures of the flesh, Balaam son of Beor, who loved the wages of wickedness. Hating the wages of righteousness, loving the wages of wickedness, because they love their souls more than they love the soul of God. And that is the ultimate test every day in wisdom and righteousness. Do you love God more than you love yourself? The Bible says, Apostle Jude, in the end of time, they will be lovers of self that their soul would be more valuable to them than the soul in the pure worship of God. That is the very definition of sorcery and idolatry of your own souls. You have to be willing to crucify your soul to take one step up the stairway of light. He has given you a cross to annihilate your hearts, annihilate your minds, annihilate your spinal cord, will, and bones, and give them to Jesus. This is why there's an altar eternally before the Father's throne in heaven. And we got stuff to put on there and don't ever take it off. You can be on that altar all the time. Amen? For that altar in that dimension is the sacrifice of our bodies holy and acceptable to Him. In this dimension, it's shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. You're in multiple dimensions at the same time simultaneously. In one dimension, I see all men as trees multifaceted, many-sided, complicated wisdom of Jesus Christ that's called in the Bible, that you are in multiple dimensions simultaneously. Not just this natural existence. We need to be in the altar dimension of gold before the Father's throne with everything first. And then these other dimensions of stairway light, of righteousness and wisdom, blessedness, peace, and growing in purity and growing in holiness and growing in true agape through the annihilation of spirit, soul, mind, and body for the Father's good pleasure, for the Father's pure worship. That is what will shine through you like the sun and your raiment will become as lightning if you become perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And that's the only thing the seven spirits of God want to do in you is perfect you. But we... We resist. Oh, I'm already good in that area. It's actually going to be exposed as you love the devil in that area. That you're married to a demon in that area. 
that you're in covenant to a familiar spirit and your generations and bloodlines in that area. And the great light shall appear for you to divorce your demons and get them out of you and stop those repetitions of sin in your life and cancel the curses in your life and cancel the curses in your brain and the strongholds of thinking and actions and patterns and behavior and the damage from drugs and alcohol why some of you are crazy. You need healing in DNA because you've damaged your bodies. Woe to them who harm the earth. God will harm you. It is written. That's what pharmacia, drugs and alcohol and even Jezebel drunk on the blood of the saints. Sorcery harms the soul and the brain does brain damage. That's why it's like a Neanderthal spirit. They're just so dull and can't understand anything spiritual. Stopped up ears, serpents in their ears, slow to understand, slow to obey. It's because of a damage and a destruction from practicing religion and sorcery that has dulled the senses. God's going to burn that off of you. If you want to rise in this day, you're going to rise. Even if you're a four-year-old, you'll rise. Kindergartens can rise. Children can enter the kingdom. Two, four, six, eight, they're all great. God loves everyone in the world. For God so loved the world. Yes, cosmos and the whole path of the cosmos is laid out before you in wisdom and in righteousness to rise from the dead. And it'll be little baby steps at first doing the works of the Spirit. Then it'll be little bigger steps doing the works of the Lamb. Understanding you're actually functioning in the apostolic. That's what the 144,000 are. They're all apostolic. They're all apostles. You can't ascend these dimensions and not be apostolic because you're terraforming all terrestrial things below you. You're automatically filling all cups below you as you ascend. You ascend not as peons, not as measly sinners. You ascend as sons of God, daughters of Zion. It's a mountain that you climb in the invisible dimension, a invisible mountain, but it becomes visible. You're no longer in blind faith after you start to get transfigured as spirit. You begin to see the stairway in the sky. You begin to see the ladder, the paths. You begin to see the seven lightnings. You begin to see the angels constantly. You begin to lift up your physical eyes into the heavens like Stephen with the glowing face, like the Apostle Paul raptured, like Jesus Christ ascending and looking up to his Father, going into the cloud, floating around a cloud in Revelation 14, 14, living in the heavenlies as normal Christianity. Real apostolic Christianity getting restored to the nations now. And all the false that's bound you burning away. The ones that have attacked RLM every day. Getting burned away. For there's a dimension for them. The bottomless pit. The abyss. They'll be literally pushed out by our liquid lightnings of our cups that overflow by doing the will of the Father. And they'll be pushed down through the earth. And they'll go down through the earth. It'll be flushed like the dung gate of Jerusalem of old and it will all be flushed down through the earth and they will never stop going down. It's true. It's bottomless down there. It's, in the, it's called the abyss in scripture. And the abyss is the place when the sons of God bring so much liquid lightning and they turn the earth into the crystal sea. The heavens are your throne and the earth is your future footstool as you ascend the path of purity and lightning. White dove and white lion and white eagle and white ox riding white horses ascending and descending in the perfect nature 
of Jesus Christ in the perfect servitude and master of God the Father's will. See, now we're like the angels. Why are we angel-like? Because we do all the pleasures of our Father. That's all angels do, is the Father's pleasure. And that's shared with you. It's called angelic ecstasy. We're not practicing it like resounding gongs and clanging cymbals. We're practicing it in agape love, which is the Father's good pleasure, pleasing God like Enoch, so that God can take you and, and change you, transfigure you, and give you a new name like Metatron. Megatron. <laughs> And you will be given a new name like Enoch if you change and obey tonight's teaching. If you follow through in this word, in this spirit, and begin doing the righteous acts of the saints, walking with Jesus Christ in white linen, you will be transfigured and you will ascend and the sun will pour out of your face like Noah. The days of Noah, it's not just one Noah. If it's given to one Noah, what did he do? Preach, because he wanted all the one billion population on the planet to share in his righteousness. That's why he was a preacher of righteousness, but they all rejected him. Therefore, God rejected them and killed them through water. Truth anyhow, your lives are on the line. If you come into righteousness, you will thrive as God is alive. If you reject the preaching and teaching of cosmic wisdom and cosmic righteousness, of the celestial garments, of the righteous acts of the saints, the wedding attire of the marriage supper of the Lamb, that celestial promised land realm of the seven lightnings and the seven thunders, if you say no to it, you will have the same destruction as the fallen angels in the abyss. And some of those fallen angels are going to get struck down by lightnings right now and separated from you, and you're going to rise, and they're going to fall off you. Loose the Klingons off of you. All sin, transgression, evil, iniquity, curses, every demon, every word curse, witchcraft, prayer, every word from parent, family member, every memory, past, present, and future, be stripped of you clean by the liquid lightning of God the Father's will and the seven lightnings. Fill your cups to do the pleasure of God the Father today and forevermore. And we will serve Him as Jesus. In this world we are Jesus, it is written, as a high priest, as the order of Melchizedek, which means righteousness. And the practicing of righteousness is the practicing of the seven stars and the seven lightnings in our flesh and blood for God's pleasure angelically for the workers at the end of the age are angels who obey the seven lightnings that are conducted through your flesh and blood and they will go down below and strike through nations and decimate Kabbalah and decimate all wickedness of Luciferian Freemasonry and all governments and all economies and all militaries and all education all seven mountains and the seven-headed beasts of the horror Babylon Jezebel are struck down and destroyed forever into the abyss and the earth shall be tilled in righteousness. The liquid lightnings of the will of the Father is poured out in all flesh. It's an ever-increasing outpouring from Jesus Christ and his brothers and sisters. Since Acts chapter 2, 2,000 years ago. Was it a one-time outpouring? Absolutely not. Some of it was stopped up in the heavens because of our lack of maturity in Christ. 
A lot of it because of Gnostic religion that has destroyed believers. Get those demons out of you. The heavens worship God, it is written. The stars sing his praise, Psalm says. He said the stars and their hosts, the angels, were very good. They're good. Oh, just man, very good. Shut up, devil, come out. That stubborn rigidness that doesn't have a grid for experiencing this stuff that just needs the teaching in the brain that's Satan that's you immediately through a Leviathan spirit take the teachings of God and intellectually turn them into reasoning that is taking the things from God and turning them into man's religion as soon as they're released the Lord rebuke you Satan you can feel that working in this place you need to practice the freedom of the seven lightnings and become an enemy of that religious tree of mental ascension, sorcery. You are the enemies of sorcery. You are the enemies of Kabbalah. You are the enemies of the tree of life. Moses sent his staff of righteousness and it devoured the staffs of Janes and Jambres, which is a cosmic black star, black sun, black moon, black earth, celestial dimension of shadows that have been the rivals of the roots of David and the bright morning star. All of them be devoured when you begin to practice pure wisdom. Consider it holy, joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith bring out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding. He's not an accuser of the brethren, but he will uncover everything in you and will cleanse it from you. If you know his nature, you can trust him to purify you from everything hiding in you and under your skin and on your skin right now. And God will give you liberal wisdom. Only it must be in faith. And he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates, doubts is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything for he asks for from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, you know what that means? Partially in the tree of knowledge, partially in the tree of life. It's exactly what we're dealing with in you guys today. Two minds here. The mind of Christ and everything else getting annihilated into the abyss. Promise of the rainbow. Two minds. One of them has got to go in you. Choose which mind you serve. Dubious, irresolute, he is unstable, unreliable, uncertain about everything. He thinks and feels and decides, can't make it to which restaurant we're going to go to tonight. <laughs> Let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his evaluation. As a Christian, called to the true riches and be an heir of God. And the rich, the person ought to glory in being humbled 
by being shown his human frailty, because like the flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun comes up with a scorching heat and parches the grass. Its flower falls off and its beauty fades away. That's the judgment of the sun rising in our hearts. Aren't you excited about scorching heat? Yeah. And the sun rising in your heart, blasting away every single bit of death atomically on the face of the earth. Yeah. This world ain't going down in nuclear holocaust. It's going up in the manifesting sons of righteousness. And you're going to burn away the devil into the abyss. There will be no more darkness on earth. When we really get this message and bear its fruit, the earth will glow as a star as it did in the days of the Garden of Eden. Earth star called the Sea of Glass. And your feet will rest upon that sea for the heavens will be your throne in true maturity. But even so, the rich will wither. They'll die in the midst of their pursuits. <laughs> Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life. James 1, verse 12, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I mean tempted from God, for God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when he is drawn away, enticed and baited by his own evil desire, lust, and passions. Then the evil desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully matured, brings forth death. Do not be misled, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes from the path of the seven lightnings. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, in the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting, or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. See? It's the perfect narrow path of the seven lightnings of your physical ascension to the third heaven through the second in Christ. Truth anyhow, no eclipse, which means you don't have to be taken out by the tree of knowledge unless you love that thing more than God. And that's all you're going to be exposed for before it's thrown eventually anyhow, unless you deal with it now. And it was on his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. Understand this, my beloved brethren. Let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, slow to get angry, for man's anger does not promote the righteousness God wishes and requires. So get rid of all uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness, and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word, which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk. Those precious beans. It's a power to save your souls, power to go up. 
It's the power of the resurrection. Cherishing the word in your spirit to save your flesh, to save your heart and your brain and your bones and go up. But be doers of the word. That's the key. You got to be doers and not hearers only. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth when you're a listener only, which is a vast majority of Joel's bar listeners. They deceive themselves by not doing the teachings at Joel's bar. Therefore, they're not in the cosmic tree of life right now and they have no grid for righteousness or wisdom at a high Huyos level. They're still down there in the dirt worse than ever. You're only accountable to what you hear from God. And if you're faithful with it, you have a clean conscience. If not, you have a defiled, dirty conscience and you begin to swim with Jezebel and the sirens in hell. And you see all those ones that hear and never obey go from bad to worse every day. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets. For if anyone is only listeners of the word without obeying it and not being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror, for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. So how do you get your mind back? Listener and doer. And what is the doing? The acts of the Holy Spirit word, the rhema word of God, your daily bread. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of my Father who sent me. This is how you walk up the stairway of light. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, who've been accused of being legalists and into the law, it's true. We're into the law of James 1.25, big time. The law of love, which is the path of the seven stars and the seven lightnings. It's narrow, so... To the rebellious, it looks like legalism. But it's the truth of now. Faultless law, the law of freedom. And is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys. He shall be blessed in his doing. His life of obedience is blessed. That's how you get blessed obedience. If anyone thinks himself to be religious, piously observant of the external duties of his faith and does not bridle his tongue but deludes his own heart, this person's religious service is worthless, futile and barren. External religious worship, religion as it is expressed in outward acts that is pure and unblemished in the sight of God the Father is this, to visit and help and care for the orphans and widows in their affliction and need, and to keep oneself unspotted and uncontaminated from the world, which is kindness to others that aren't blessed as you are, because you remember his kindness, be kind to others. Kindness is the fruit of the spirit that you're walking in the spirit. Hardness, meanness, rashness is the fruit that you've taken knowledge and have no love. And so there's the rashness of Moses, the rashness of the apostolic, the rashness of the prophetic. And there's a gentleness, a softening of our hearts, a softening of our minds of the whole body of Christ and all the heads of the body of Christ, of all the seers in the world, coming into a place of Father God love that people can trust and obey and get excited for. Without fear of man, without fear of control and 
all this religious sorcery that you've experienced the earthly people are going to start to put their guards down when they see the consistency of the sons and daughters of righteousness in the celestial dimension being practiced with the sun pouring out through their faces in Anakian wisdom in true high wisdom in the purity of the white dove this is what will bring in the youth harvest this is what everyone's looking for but it has not yet been demonstrated a celestial manifestation of Jesus Christ in the sun as a white dove every single one of you wearing white garments the righteous acts of the saints demonstrating resurrection glory at a celestial level over sky over earth and burning away all the shadows of the enemies of Christ these other gods that they believe in that manipulate their minds right now and you're gonna torch them for when their heads are white by the manifest sons of righteousness then they'll have a freedom to believe the spirit of truth and when they start to listen it's not gonna be all their opinions and stubbornness and oh what about Buddha and what about all these other gods and universalism and all kinds of nonsense of the fallen angels confusion all of that will burn away by the manifesting sons of God today. We need to declare a thing, let it be established. As we rise, everything below us gets scorched in Holy Ghost fire and Pentecostal fire and lightning, white dove lightning, sun star, seven star lightning to incinerate all the birds and the beasts for a clarity in the nations to hear the eternal gospel and believe in Jesus Christ and experience him spiritually, mentally, morally, and physically with everyone healed in a full demonstration of the full gospel of the conquering of all death in the universe by Jesus Christ fully formed in you. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Test out the new RLM giving portal. It is brand spanking new. The enemy meant very much harm towards us financially as a ministry, but God has rebuilt seven times better than before. And this RLM giving portal is seven times better than push pay. It's much better. And so check it out. Click the link in the description. The official RLM giving portal. You can subscribe to be monthly partners. Rebecca's talking about having specials and discipleship for our partners in Kingdom Economics. So if you're not signed up, if you're not a tither and a giver and a frequent um, offerer of finances to the ministry, don't miss out. Don't miss your blessing in a training that can only come through financial obedience. For many of you, that's the main test and the main gifting in your business and working lives. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit is financial giving through marketplace conquering. Marketplace revival is 11 out of 12 manifesting sons of God in the heavenly Israel. 11 out of 12 are businessmen. That means of all the maturity that's going to come forth through the believers in the earth, 11 out of 12 will be in the marketplace in a marketplace never-ending business revival. And it starts now 
where you sow, you grow, partnering with the pioneers of wisdom and the pioneers of righteousness, the pioneers of the tree of life, opening the realms of Enoch for this generation, partner with Red Letter Ministries. We're going to have a lot more blessings than just the spiritual blessings by obeying God and finances. There will begin to be a lot more material, physical, visual, practical blessings coming your way because Gnosticism and a lot of these enemies in the natural realm has blocked you from natural rewards because of resisting spiritual science and a supernatural natural gospel, a son of righteousness gospel, and the healing of light and the healing of everything in the universe. Much of it has been financial deception because this generation is predestined foreordained to restore all riches to the Lamb of God, restore all fortunes to Zion. So all the lies concerning finances, finances, business, success, working hard unto the Lord and not for men is one of the most perverted subjects in the entire body of Christ right now. And it's just out there as total Janne sorcery, poverty and pride. It's total wickedness. It's actually a curse on you that you're going to remove off of you by wisdom and obedience and direct revelation from the seven stars and the seven lightnings of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ thrown in heaven through the apostles and prophets at Red Letter Ministries. In Jesus' name, start obeying in finances and ask the Holy Spirit, your Master and Lord, what amount should I start giving to Red Letter Ministries? Hear and obey. Give and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, running over. It is written, and your measurements will increase as you step up the ladders of light in a greater celestial responsibility. Measurements in the spiritual and measurements in the natural are the justice scales both increase in the real path of wisdom. False wisdom doesn't have increase. That's why there's no refreshment from those that are deceived in false wisdom. Jambres. True wisdom, Archangel Sophia, and Jesus Christ made our wisdom. Real wisdom will always have an increase of finances as you walk the stairway of light, as it's written in Proverbs. All riches belong to wisdom. That's a verse in the Bible now. All riches in the earth, all economic buying power, don't matter if it's Bitcoin, don't matter if it's fiat, don't matter what kind of buying power to buy lands, to buy islands, to buy airplanes, to buy houses, to buy streets, to buy everything, to buy a whole national park. All economic buying power will be transferred to the Lamb of God, Revelation chapter 5, it is written. So this revival in the marketplace is equally as important as the revival in this priesthood of Melchizedek that I brought to you tonight. Be faithful in little, and he'll give you much more to be faithful with in a lot as you ascend a stairway of financial revival in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.
when you get 